Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. Well, friends, it is so good to be with you on Praying for America. Pro-life leader Frank Pavone here. What is going on in the church, in the state, the weaponization of government in the state, the weaponization of government in the church, the Biden administration attacking patriots? I want to ask you that question. Now give me in, your, in the comments. If you had to summarize in one or two sentences, what is going on right now? Maybe with a reference to a biblical, I'm going to read a long biblical passage here, and maybe in reference to politics, in reference to the church. How would you summarize what's going on right now? Because it seems like the world is spinning out of control. You're not crazy. You're not crazy if you feel like that. Every moment something else is happening, more extreme than we've ever saw. Everything, it seems like every day something unprecedented is going on. How would you summarize it? I, I really I value your input. I love to see your, your comments. And in fact, I have a whole set of questions that I've gotten from various comments that have come in that one of these upcoming shows will just address to, to answering those questions. But we're really in a point where we're, we're pushing back. Our, or Today, I want to share with you, our organization is launching a demand of the Biden administration to give us some information relating to the weaponization of government. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about another action that Pope Francis has taken against the conservative movement, and we're going to talk about that a little bit, uh, uh, but not at length, because I, I think we, we just need to pray more and more, and uh, I want to read a, a passage here that, you you, you know, you, uh, of course, you're familiar with all these passages that I read, but this one here is, is in regard to the end times, the closing of the age, uh, the coming of, second coming of Christ. And we're in a season now, of course, where the church reflects a lot on this theme as we're heading into the, the Advent and Christmas season right on the horizon. We think about the coming of Christ, not just when he came as a baby, but when he's going to come at the end of time. And so we think about the end of time. It's just obviously the word gives us the perspective we need on, on the news. So, so let's read. And then at the end, I want to I, I emphasize a theme of, of gratitude and thanksgiving to God and at the end of the program, I just want to share with you, in case you missed it, President Trump's Thanksgiving message. Because I think as we as we scratch our heads, really, and say, what in the world is going on, uh, that we have to um, always bring it back to, Lord, we depend on you, and we're great, ever grateful to you. We're grateful to you in advance for the victories. And that was the attitude of our founding fathers, and that's the attitude that we have to take from the Word of God. So let me read for you. From the 24th chapter of St. Matthew, he sat on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sat and the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us 
What will be the sign of your coming in the close of the age? And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All of these are just the beginnings of the birth pangs. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. Because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures till the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. So when you see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by the prophet Daniel, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let the one who is on the housetop not go down to take what is in his house, and let the one who is in the field not turn back to take his cloak. And alas, for women who are pregnant and for those who are nursing infants in those days, pray that your flight may not be in winter or on a Sabbath, for then there will be great tribulations such as not been seen from the beginning of the world until now, nor will ever be. And if those days had been not been cut short, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will appear and will perform great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. So if they say to you, look, he is in the wilderness, do not go out. If they say, look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes and is seen from the east to the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever the corpse is, there will the vultures gather. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then will appear in the heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Now I want to skip down a few verses and, and just give you a couple of other words here. Heaven and earth will pass away, Jesus says in the midst of all this. But my words will not pass. And then he further says, Who is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household 
to give them their food at the proper time. Blessed is that servant whom his master will find doing so when he returns. And finally, he says, Watch, therefore, for you do not know either the day or the hour. Let us pray. Lord, terrible Conclusion reigns. The very mechanisms of government meant to protect us, both in the church and in the state, are being turned against us, turned against those judged as conservative, turned against those who uphold and apply to the policies of society and the politics of our day the timeless principles, first of all, O oh God, of your word, and also the wise principles of our American Declaration of Independence and Constitution. Lord, we are in trying times. We are in days of distress. When those who lead us in the ways of the Constitution and in the ways of the Scriptures, those who lead us in these ways, are being blocked and attacked in innumerable ways by people of power and influence. Lord, we take hold, therefore, of two things. First, that you promised, that you foretold, and you promised it so that we would be ready. You foretold days of distress. Lord, we take your word. We do not know the day of your coming. We do not claim to know it. But we know distress when we see it. We know confusion. We know weaponization of government when we see it. Lord, you promised that this would happen. The fact that you promised it is itself a source of consolation for us. And then, Lord, we take away one other thing. You simply said to us, persevere. Hold fast to the word. Stay faithful in proclaiming the truth. And so we will so we will. We pray in the mighty name, under the blood, under the cross, in the power, in the spirit of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. You know, many of you are Catholic, many of you are not. And I want to thank all of you for the support that you've given to us in the Catholic community and to me personally. And I want to thank you for being wise to seeing what's going on in our community as bishops and even cardinals now who align themselves with what we might call, for better or for worse, the conservative movement within the church. Those that would, for example, be supportive of President Trump. Those who, for example, would not be hesitating to lash out against the Biden administration or the destructive policies of the Democrats. As religious leaders, we know that the church is not a political party, but we also know that the word of God applies to every facet of life, including politics. So we have to name evil wherever it is, whether it's in a political party or in some other kind of movement. We see evil. We see people who are tearing up, sometimes physically, literally tearing up the word of God. We speak out about that. Anyone who's doing this, anyone who's doing this, 
in any denomination is being targeted even by religious leaders. You see Pope Francis now, who took action against me, but apparently he didn't, you know, obviously I can still talk and I'm still talking and he knows it, took action against Bishop Strickland of Tyler, Texas, known to many of you. And if you don't know him, just know this. He holds the word of God to be true and he's not afraid to speak truth to power including political power and even including his fellow bishops who aren't towing the line, who aren't being as as loud and vocal as they should be. He's not afraid to stand up and take them to task, not in in a disrespectful way, but in an exhortative way, like like Scripture itself shows us the example of people just saying, hey, here's where we stand, let's be loud. And then now we heard just today the Pope taking disciplinary action against Another strong conservative bishop, and I say conservative with quotations only because we're not talking here primarily about a political ideology. We're talking about conservative in the sense of holding on to the truth as it's been handed down to us. And yet that applies both in the church and in the, in the civic arena. When you take the founding documents in both of those arenas, obviously the scriptures, the word of God is our sure foundation. And then as Americans, our founding documents, Declaration, Constitution, and those of us that believe those things, those documents, those three sources, Scripture, the Declaration, and the Constitution, have a meaning, that meaning can be known and understood, and that meaning has to be preserved throughout the ages and applied to the circumstances of our time. We are the ones now being punished, silenced, canceled, sidelined, I'm going to be speaking at the Turning Point USA America Fest. I'm sure I will see many of you there from December the 16th to the 19th in Phoenix. And they've asked me to speak about this cancel culture within the church. In just a few days, on December 5th, I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. at the Museum of the Bible for a gala event put on by the National Association of Christian Lawmakers. I serve on their advisory board. And the same thing is going to happen there. They want me to address this matter of the cancel culture in the church and what is happening to people like Bishop Strickland, now Cardinal Burke, and me. You know what the Pope is doing to Cardinal Burke? He's taking away his salary and his uh, apartment. He's 75 years old. He has spoken He has spoken very, very clearly that he respects the Holy Father, the office of the Pope, as Catholics, we all believe that there's a, a gift there that the Lord has given us. But he's also not afraid to speak the truth and to point out that confusion is being caused, including by some of the words and actions of this Pope. What is it now that we can't raise questions in the church? What is it that we, we can't even raise questions? We can't talk to each other honestly? or ask those in authority to clarify something that they said? That's not the characteristic of a healthy family or a church. That's the characteristic of a cult. In in civil government, that's the characteristic of a dictatorial Marxist government where you can't question the authority anymore. Dictators. You can't question them anymore. You can't criticize them anymore. And if you do, you're going to find yourself in prison. Now, maybe it'll be a physical prison. Or maybe it'll be an ecclesiastical prison. Someone like me or Bishop Strickland being being deprived of certain privileges within the church. What is this? 
What is this? What is going on? It's the left constantly acting like a bunch of dictators trying to silence any voices that challenge them. Well, let me tell you right now, it's not going to work. I said this long before the church took any action against me. I'll say it long after. Bishop Strickland saying the same thing. In fact, he sent out a letter to people saying, you know, you know I was removed from the, my position in the, as Bishop of Tyler, Texas, but it's time that everything that is concealed, it's reminiscent of the words of Jesus, all that it, there is nothing that is hidden that will not be revealed. He said, it's time for us to tell the truth about the things that are going on. And I've always had the same position. I've put out the whole story. You could see Fr. Frank Pavone. You know that that's my handle on social media, Fr. Frank Pavone. But on frfrankpavone.com, you'll see the whole story of what the church has done to try to sideline and silence and cancel me over the course of decades. And guess what, folks? It didn't work. You guys that tried to do this, you really should have known better. I'm going to say it right now, and I'll say it again. You really should have known better. Not because I'm anybody, but because the people of God know who they are. It's the same thing in America. You try to cancel and sideline and even imprison President Trump. It's not going to work. You try to cancel this MAGA movement, hey, it, it's not going to work. And I speak including to those of you that do not support President Trump for, for the nominee, but you love America. We're all together in that. And that's why this Make America Great Again movement is bigger than President Trump. It's about those of us that love America and we want to stand against the cancel culture. We want to stand against Marxism. We want to stand against the suppression of liberty and the suppression of faith and the suppression of human life. Because that's what these Marxist regimes do. They have no respect and regard for human life. And let me tell you again, and this might not be something you think about every day, but the flashpoint of that, the tip of the spear of that, is the worst kind of destruction of human life because it's the most innocent and the most defenseless, the babies in the womb. Why do you think the other side is so obsessed with abortion? Because there's no, in their twisted evil mindset and agenda, there's no better, quote, better way to assault human life than to assault it in its most vulnerable stage in the womb. We'll get into more of that. But again, now we just have this ridiculous thing here going on. Cardinal Burke, I've known him for, for decades. I, I've known him since he was the Bishop of La Crosse, Wisconsin. Then he became the Archbishop of St. Louis. Then he became the head of the Vatican Supreme Court. And then he adds various other positions. But Pope Francis started to remove him from all these positions. But the man speaks out bravely on politics. He speaks out clearly for consistent biblical morality in the face of political powers that are going in the direction of immorality. That's the common theme here of the people who now seem to be getting punished by Pope Francis. What's the matter? You, you can't take criticism? Is that the problem here? It's a radical left ideology that has infected the church. Now we'll see what, what look, whether they take his apartment away or not, I mean, all the reporting is that this is exactly what the Pope has, has decided to do. As of when I'm taping this now, we haven't heard from, from the Vatican sources themselves. We haven't heard from Cardinal Burke himself. So I want to be careful here in how we're presenting this. But the Associated Press and many Catholic outlets are reporting on this, that it's been confirmed that this is the Pope's uh, decision to take away from this man who has served the church and the gospel so well 
and who has spoken up to the into the political realm uh, and has assisted people like me in the church that they're depriving him of his salary and his apartment. Uh, what is this? Oh, Cardinal Burke is my enemy, so I take away his apartment and salary, the Pope is reported to have said. An enemy how? Exactly. Enemy is a strong word. He hasn't declared the Pope to be his enemy. The only enemy he's declared is a falsehood against the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, friends, I mean, what's going on here? Then we're pushing back FOIA request. I've got it here in my hand. Our attorney just issued it, sent it to the, uh, to the DOJ and the FBI. Now, you know the group I lead is called Priests for Life. It's not just for priests. It's not just for Catholic. It's for everybody who wants to end the, the tragedy of abortion. But we see, we have seen, and we've commented before on this program, and certainly you've seen it from other commentators, and we've seen it come up in congressional investigations and testimonies, that the FBI has sent out a number of memos, and they've taken actions. Think of Mark Houck, for example. FBI arrives at the home of this peaceful pro-life protester with guns drawn on his family one morning. Have you seen Police State, right? PoliceStateFilm.net. See it if you haven't seen it already of our friends uh, uh, Dinesh D'Souza, Dan Bongino, putting together this movie, showing the weaponization of the DOJ and the FBI. And Mark Levin talking about it in The Democrat Party Hates America, that great book that he has that we've been commenting on in great detail. The FBI has made it clear by their actions, but also by their words, that they're targeting domestic terrorists. And they consider people in the pro-life movement to be among those and traditional Catholics. Now, again, many of you are not Catholic, but you understand. Traditional Catholics, no matter what doctrinal disagreements there might be among us, we're trying to change public policy in a biblical direction. That's, that's where the word traditional... See, I don't think the FBI or the DOJ could care less about Catholic doc nuances or disagreements about Catholic doctrine within the church or disagreements about liturgical styles in the Latin Mass. No. And I've said this before in many news reports. What they're concerned about is that these are the kind of people within the church who are not afraid to take the teaching from inside the church and bring it out into the voting booth. That's what the Biden administration, that's what the Democrats see as threatening. These people do not threaten or do physical violence. But ideologically, the truth that they proclaim and the truth that they bring to the voting booth destroys the agenda of the left and the Democrats. And to them, that's violent enough. You see that mentality? They cloak it in terms of you know, Biden standing up there like the idiot that he is. Oh, it is the biggest threat to our democracy, this MAGA extremist. What in the world is wrong with you? The, the MAGA extremist. Make America great again. Oh, but you're, so you're against America. You condemn yourself when you say that MAGA extremists are a threat to this country. You condemn yourself. Because you're using a phrase that everybody knows exactly what it means. And therefore, you're setting yourself against America. I mean, these people are. So what are we doing? We're saying to the Biden administration, look, these memos have come out. 
And there's even indication here that there's been collaboration. And I'm not surprised by this one bit. And now this is how everything comes together here, that there's been collaboration between this Democrat administration, this weaponized administration, and certain Catholic Church officials. Aha! We're talking about the same people, friends. The same people who are trying to silence me and Bishop Strickland of uh, Texas and Cardinal Cardinal Burke. The same people doing that are the ones trying to put Trump in prison and silence people, intimidate people like Mark Houck and other pro-life activists or put a whole group of other pro-life activists in jail as they're in jail right now. was just with the family of one of those those people, two, two of those people, two families, the other night. And, and it's like, what did they do wrong? They did nothing wrong. They peacefully intervened to try to save babies' lives. This is an upside-down world. We heard the words of Jesus. Many will be led astray. When you read that chapter, the 24th chapter of Matthew, what you come away with is a scene of like just tremendous confusion and division. Isn't that exactly what we have right now? But it's not a confusion and division. They, see, they're accusing Cardinal Burke, going back to that story, of, oh, you're causing disunity in the church. These idiots who are saying this said the same thing about me, and they said exactly the same thing about Bishop Strickland. And they're saying the same thing about the MAGA people and about President Trump. See, all of us are guilty of the same thing. Fostering disunity. This is the way they left sees it. But we actually see it exactly the opposite way. President Trump is the greatest unifier that this country has ever had. Our anthem, our flag, our God, our freedom, our values, and success. As President Trump often says, when he was coming to the end of his term, people were coming to him from across the aisle saying, hey, we need to work together. What you've done for this country, the success, actually not when he was coming to the end of his term, in the year, in, in, the, in the time just before the China virus, put everything on hold. The heights of success to which he had led this country were so palpable that people were jumping across the aisle and calling him and saying, hey, listen, we've got, this is great. Success unifies a country. And we're, we're the ones being accused of disunity? No, President Trump is the greatest unifier the country's ever had. And people like these bishops who are being punished now by Pope Francis, a pope of confusion, Cardinal uh, Cardinal Burke, Bishop Strickland, they're rallying people around exactly what is the basis of the unity of the church, the gospel truth, the truth of the word of God. The only thing it divides is truth from falsehood and light from darkness, and those things need to be divided. But the truth itself is precisely the basis of unity. So back to our FOIA request, I just wanted to share with you, and you can see more about this on our website, endabortion.us. We've issued a FOIA. Now, FOIA is Freedom of Information Act. It's a law that requires government agencies to release certain information at the request of any citizen or group. Our friend Tom Fitton with Judicial Watch uses this all the time. We're using it now, too. So this FOIA request is demanding of the Department of Justice and the FBI information about how they are targeting pro-life people and traditional Catholics, and of course, 
you know, we're all the target. The reason why this is of interest to you, to me, to every concerned uh, American and believer is that we know full well when we stand as conservatives, meaning we take the truth of the word of God, first of all, and of our founding documents, and we say they have a meaning, it can be known, and it needs to be passed on and applied in every generation. We're If that's where we stand, we are all the target of this. Again, policestatefilm.net. Listen, this all comes together in a logically consistent way. We're all targets of this. And so we should all be in on, on an effort like this. We're saying to them, listen, no more hiding of this stuff. We've seen a couple of memos. We want you to tell us who's involved. We want you to tell us what communication is happening internally and also with perhaps various officials of the Catholic Church. We want, we want to know who's talking to whom. We want emails. We want photographs. We want PowerPoints. We want messages. We want letters. We want the information. We've got to see. Come out into the daylight. Come out into the... Enough of this hiding in darkness because that's where vice flourishes. That's where falsehood flourishes. That's how persecution flourishes. And these people are, are they're all cowards. All right. We're out of time. FOIA request, endabortion.us. Get more information about it. Stay with us. Let's stand together. We'll be telling you more as this all unfolds. Let's give thanks to the Lord. I want to show you President Trump's Thanksgiving message. And friends, we've got to look at all this and say, you know what? We're grateful, first of all, that we can see what's going on. Imagine how many of our fellow citizens, they're conducting their lives today. They're not even seeing what's, they're not even seeing the problem. They're not seeing what's threatening them and the country that they claim to be part of. Secondly, Gratitude is how we get through this because we're grateful for the, 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 the strength the Lord gives us, the faith, the strength that he gives us, and uh, the fidelity that his spirit enables us to live. And President Trump gave a beautiful note of Thanksgiving. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Let's continue in the spirit of Thanksgiving. But let's look at for a moment here at what President Trump said in this annual Thanksgiving message. I want to wish everyone a very happy Thanksgiving. Today, as we gather with our loved ones, we give thanks to Almighty God for His many blessings, including our families, our friends, our neighbors, and this extraordinary country that we all call home. We also send our deep gratitude to all of the patriots serving our nation in uniform this Thanksgiving, including the members of the U.S. Armed Forces, the heroes of Border Patrol and law enforcement and ICE and everybody that worked so hard to preserve our system and our country and working to defend our southern border and our police and first responders in communities all across America. This is a difficult time for our country, but do not lose heart or lose hope, because by the time we celebrate next Thanksgiving, our nation will be well on its way to being stronger, safer, more prosperous, and greater than ever before. Once again, happy Thanksgiving, and God bless you all. One of, the, one of the reasons for the greatness of President Trump, that positive thinking, that optimism. It's not an optimism pie in the sky. It's an optimism based on the real opportunity we have to save this country. You saw that, that the message at the end there, text that 88022 number. I hope you do that. Keep connected with this great movement, this great campaign. 
Because brothers and sisters, that's the only way we go forward, with hope. Let's pray for that right now. Lord, we thank you for even making us aware of the, the dangers and the and the, the, the trials and the stress that we are in. Some of our, too many of our people aren't even aware uh, that, that this is a problem, that this is a threat to our freedom, but Lord, that, that we have you. We have your word, we have your truth, we have the strength of being united with one another and with you. Lord, just propel us forward in that positive, hopeful mindset that is, is hoping not by sitting back, but hoping by standing up and running into the battle and getting engaged and getting into the voting booth and getting others into the voting booth and spreading the truth. And speaking up against the cancel culture, whether that arises in American politics or in the church, we will not be silenced. We're not talking about our own agenda, our own opinion. We're talking about the truth that's been handed on to us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. We just celebrated Thanksgiving. Let the spirit of Thanksgiving continue in our hearts as we fight this battle. We pray now in the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And I'm grateful for you. Pro-life leader Frank Pavone here. Connect with me on social media at FR Frank Pavone. Spread the word about praying for America. And we will talk to you again tomorrow. Hello, this is Father David Begany. Like many priests, I am inspired and always learning from the ministry of Priests for Life which is one of the largest and most visible pro-life organizations in the world. This ministry relies on your financial support to be able to do its work, produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priests for Life generously? Go today to prolifegift.org and give as generous a gift as you can. Thank you so much and be assured of our daily prayers for you. Priests for Life, saving lives for over 30 years. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.